This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today are co-host Jack Churchill. What's up? Hey, how are you? And Ace Mason. Good evening. Today we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna talk about a topic and then we're gonna move right into everyone's uh, responses that we had, which was uh let us know what you want to see come to Outlands. We have a whole lot to get through. This will be like a community feedback type of episode, pretty much. But we got a really good topic from Jaden. It's kind of, it's basically over the future of Outlands PvE content and the direction Owen Luthius and, and the, the team can take the content here on the server. So I mean, first up, he's basically asking how they could resolve the inherent conflict between making small to medium group PVM content that's challenging with the fact that you could get raided by other players anytime. There's options that they want to they want to hear from us, like how to balance that conflict. I think I worded that very poorly, but yeah. So this is the age old question, right? How do you, how do you make content that's fun and rewarding at the end, but that'll engage in PvP, um, give the PvPers what they want, and then give the PvMers the reward that they want? You know, not even if they die, but you know, on top of the fact that they may die or whatever. So. Um, We've kind of seen shrines move to where they drop the the tokens in your backpack. Boss fights have been, you know, pretty freely lootable, but it takes a lot, um, especially if you come in on PVPers and wipe out PVM group. Can you finish that boss to get the loot? So it's it's been a fun time to watch Outlands kind of tackle this because uh, I think every server does, but I don't think anyone's really gotten it right yet. Yeah, see, I've never played any other private server. Uh, my UO experience was, you know, killing stuff in, uh, what was that dungeon with the harpies on level two or whatever? Uh, Covetous, maybe? I don't remember. And yeah, Covetous. Yeah, that, that was my experience uh, before this. Uh, how do you... The big question, and Jaden's got it, and the question is, how do you deal with Zerg's trivializing PVM content through numbers? GM of one of the biggest, if not the biggest, guild with a big, huge alliance, I completely get that. It's a lot of fun to find a boss or to summon a boss with three to five people and just whittle it down, knowing the mechanics, fighting it. As much as I rage about it, that Storm Demon Omni was really good with the and if we had a right group it's tough and you can't just do regular mechanics on it once you learn the mechanics he's not that bad yeah about hour three that's an easy boss because then you know what the hell to do (laughs) hour 28 was especially fun (laughs) matt ryle almost had him down by himself on a shadow archer i don't know what you're talking about jack yeah it's only like a good hour yeah, him and Pockets and Armadillo, you know, three of the biggest damage dealers aren't even in the guild or the alliance. Anyway, um, with the new, uh, not the Hellgates, the um, Stygian Rifts, it's going to be 3v3, 5v5. I think that is an excellent opportunity for what Jaden's asking here. How do you get small group content without Zergs trivializing it? Because you can't Zerg it. You still have PvP. Yeah, okay, it's instanced. Maybe limit it to once a day per person. And no matter what, you're going up against another group. Kind of a queue system or you got to farm something to get into the queue. 
that's going to be the best way, I think, or three per week. I, yeah, because it's very UO to have it all out in the open, the the existing world, not not silo or instances off. But when you do that, it's so easy to n plus one everything. You know, if, if we bring ten, then if face skill brings eleven, they have a better chance to take us out and win the win the content. Or if we bring ten to do the content, if you bring eleven, well, it's it's that much easier. And then it's if you bring twelve, it's that much easier. But people people want and they crave, you know, small and medium group content that they can do with three to five players. And just, let's look at like the mini bosses. That's that's what that content's made for. But I can't think of a mini boss that goes down like that. You know, the word gets out, and next thing you know, there's 12, 20 people all fight each other over the loot. It's just uh, I was gonna say we just did Cav Main. It had nineteen people. Granted, bottom three did less than one thousand because they were PVPers. Or uh, one guy got there really late. He was helping someone kill a Paragon. The next one, two, three, four. So the 13 through 19 were all pretty much PvP or late. We've done bosses where it's 30 people and it's one piece cycle, no big deal done. Even as it is with bards, uh, the right lucky procs and the contents trivialized there. Right. Well, and we did that. And then, and so, so did Face Guild, so did Wrecked, so did each person just oh, to scale sure. themselves up to, to fight the other person. And it's it's a it's a battle to win that content, and that's that's what that's just that's going to happen in a in a sandbox world that we all want to win. So you're going to play the game to win, and so the way you, the way you could combat that if you see that as a negative is is to is to instance it. You know the, the mini room is off on its own thing, and five in or that's it. I, I don't know another way to block off the server from wrecking your fun. The best way to do it is figure out what size you want to consider small group. Is it three? Is it five? Is it 10? And then you take those and you have to be in a party, no more than 10 then. And you can go in. Now another party that's not allied can go in same number. I think that work. Maybe. I was actually just kind of thinking that same kind of concept in my head. You know, any one guild or alliance can take a full party into, let's say, a boss and a mini boss. Let's say it's five, but any other guild could bring up to the same number of people in to fight for it. Um, the the thing that I don't like about that, and I, I guess it's the same thing with rifts, is people get left out. Right? If you have fifteen. 20 people on hell if you have 11 people on one person gets left out of doing that boss content where there's probably enough loot to split but you know you have to it's got to be managed inside a guild you know to kind of rotate those people the way i would manage that as a leader of a guild if we've got 15 and the fight is tuned to seven all right seven pvmers are going in six pvp stay outside to guard so now you got to fight through both of us. So that, I see a problem there as well. Add in, I call up Guild X, make a deal with the GM. Hey, come bring your group to help kill the kill the big bad. We'll bring our group to help you. And then 
Now it's 20 in there instead of 10, and it's trivialized. And are people going to make those deals? I can think of two guilds, three guilds that I'd make that deal with that aren't allied. Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough balance. Um, I I think the developers. I say this all the time. You know, I I would, wouldn't want to be a developer because they have their hands full. They have all these decisions to make, and people bitching at them for swinging one way, and people bitching at them swinging the other. So uh, they definitely have uh, have a delicate line to walk. I've yeah. never once complained. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of those PMs, Jack. This, uh, this second part is also a part of the equation, and that's uh, you've got to tune the content either so it's easy and you can deal with the interference as it comes in, like you're fighting other players, or you tune it really hard, and then when the raids come in, everyone just dies. They can't deal with the content. Well, you got to figure most raids are coming with PvP characters, PVM. I'd say, what, 75% of the specs out there right now are glass cannon, no resist, no wrestle, no uh, defensive skills whatsoever, outside of maybe uh, uh, like the uh, parry dexers and some tamers, and for some reason this Nox Mage that I play. Yeah, we just saw this with Storm Demon. That is content tuned uh, very, very hard. That it just it just wrecks the everything crap out of PvP guys. Uh, they rolled in there, and it was so easy for one of our guys to just drag the boss over a little bit, and that lightning would just boom, 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 and kill all of them at once. We we did that a couple times. Um, yeah, as much as as much as the storm demon sucks so so bad, and I hope Owen's listening because it sucks really really bad. That was fun. That it was so hard for PVMers that even if you got raided by PVPers. They were going to have to regroup and come back on their PVMers if they wanted to play, you know. So it was a constant cat and mouse. Okay, our PVMers got wiped out. Let's get on our PVPers. Okay, their PVPers got wiped out. Now they're on PVMers. We're going to come in and wipe them out. So it was constant back and forth, which made it a lot of fun. Um, but tweaking that Storm Demon down a little bit to be closer to the other ones would. I, I think uh, be a I win. Up, I think I ended up liking that that boss a lot actually towards the end, as hard as it was. Um, that that was definitely unique, a unique uh, type of UO play there. The other one is, is you tune it super easy. That would be like a like a mini, which are designed for all of us to, you know, smash into each other and try to win those mini tokens to finish the Omni book. And and those fights are really easy. You know, three to five players can do it, but they're also like originally they were out in the middle of the dungeon. They weren't in their own room, so you're kind of meant to see them in the wild and be fought over. I'd almost encourage the other Omnis to get buffed up a little bit to be a little bit more difficult. That's just me. I enjoy the difficulty. I mean, you could probably buff the other ones up so they're, they're not done in under an hour, but the, the, some of the Storm Demon mechanics are just a little too much. That, that lightning, the way it jumps off 10 screens off you know, from where it's sitting is just ridiculous in my book. I don't know. I was there on a PVM or an, on a Dexter and a Mage at one point. Uh, the Dexter is extremely easy comparatively, uh, just insanely easy comparatively. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a one of once you've done the fight, you kind of know how to do it. Uh, which you know, it's just we've seen that content less. We, we all know how the bosses work, which is I think the tweaks they bring can kind of t- tune these one way or the other, harder, easier. 
for more players for less players. I think the, the sweet spot right now for a boss is 10 guys, I think, and a mini is three to five. That's kind of where it's still challenging and fun, but you can get through it without any deaths. And, you know, it's like 10, 15 minutes to, to get through it. I would, I would definitely agree that the five for the minis and 10 for the, the mains and a billion for the storm demon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 28 hours for our, our storm demon. That's yeah. It's, it's terrible, but well, I, I don't think we solved their problem here, guys. Like that. I don't, I don't envy them. Uh, the only thing I think of that's going to tackle this in a different way than they currently have is the, the, uh, the rift thing, right? Where, where we get teleported to a zone with five players and you fight over it. Yeah. It, it's an instanced PvP, PvM. I'm looking forward to it myself. I just hope that it's able to be uh, enough of a population is able to do it and not just, you know, 5%, 2%. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I really hope I get to experience it a little bit. Um, it, was, it sounds cool. I never played uh, never played uh, Albion, so I, I'd be interested to see how it turns out. You know, I just had one thought for um, difficulty content, adding in uh, rating. You could set small group stuff, three to five people behind a door so they can actually experience the boss and then have to sneak the loot out. You can't get in the room if you're PvP or PvM or Raiders. It would encourage to bring stealthers and tankier types to be able to get loot out past a group of raiders i don't know it's tough it's like a like a door yeah um what was the there was a anime i watched once yes that's right i watched anime the bosses were all behind a door in this anime and so so sword art online yeah there we go that's it (laughs) and you'd go up on the door and the group's in there and then the door opens and everyone's walking out hurt and dead I don't know. It's just an idea. I don't think it would work really well here. Yeah, I mean, this is it's, it's, the second you take any of this content and you drop it in the open world, the, the player tendency is is to bring enough people to trivialize it. Well, let's talk about uh, Storm Demon. It was a lot easier when there was one or two people on the boss. Uh, the last one percent last fifty thousand health it was two of us while eight of our pvpers held down a group of raiders in a different corner of the room and i could avoid almost all the damage because the storm lightning forks and the more people there are the farther it forks the more people it hits uh dark mire main and many are like that if the more people there are the more spread out they are the more damage everyone takes the easier it is to wipe I think mechanics like that that punish you for bringing people really would make it better. Yeah, that stuff works. Uh, just look at Darkmire. We very, very rarely zerg it down. It, it, it's that's still doable because you can you can one cycle piece it down. Probably, I think we've done yeah, that before. We've done that before when we brought forty five people and had I think three lyric procs and we got out and everyone got I think like fifteen gold. Yeah, but the the more typical Darkmire fight is actually sub ten people uh, that know what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. 
it's uh, one I'd much rather bring five, ten people in here. Right. The problem with the Storm Demon is it's just got such a large HP pool that with a limited amount of people on the boss, it's just going to take a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's the right rock, but it's a rock. You know, they could definitely tune the Omni to, to much less HP with similar mechanics and just make it 1 million instead of 5 million. And I don't know, they could open the doors up uh, at, cer- at a certain HP threshold, like 75%, then then the doors open to the server. Uh, there's There are tweaks to be made. I think they're making them. They just haven't announced what all of those tweaks are. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of content on the horizon PvE-wise. You know, Owen teased a lot of it last, uh, I guess that was two weeks ago now. But I think I think they're all for the better. And it's going to spread out some people, um, give people more content to play with, and uh, probably introduce other people, kind of bring them up into that beginner end game content. You know, the bosses, the mini bosses, things like that. While other people start going to Osprey 4 and Hellgates and sea bosses and things like that. So I think uh, I think more, the more content we have, the better. And, you know, there's never enough for a UL player. Yeah, we we like the the conflict there. We like it when I don't think we actually want an instance PVM fight where we can't fight people over it. Yeah, part of what makes it fun is, is you know you have your defense crew out there and they're going to fight off the raids. You get raided. You fight off the raid. I mean, it's your goal is obviously to get your stuff out, but all of our interesting evenings, you know, happen when when things go awry or you or you win the fight or you fight off the raid. You know, it's not. It's not that we did four bosses in one night and there was zero conflict. I mean, those are okay because you know you got all your stuff out, but kind oh, of yeah. boring. Yeah, I think I think you'll see more more small to medium sized conflict. You know, with people spreading out. Hey, Nat, Jack, and me, we're gonna go do this mini. You guys, there's a rift that just opened. You jump in that. Hey, you guys go summon this boss, and you'll get different guilds splitting up and then other guilds coming into raid them maybe not one big guild splitting up like we do but it could be you know face guilds over here and anarchies over here and powers over here and then we all stop and go kill power and everyone just goes back and has fun yeah everyone stops and kills power and then goes about their their normal business so there you go Jaden. there's all your answers for you wrapped up with a pretty bow have fun with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, let's, let's go ahead. We have another topic. We'll, we'll save that for another day. I think we've got a lot of responses. I want to make sure we, uh, we don't need another episode to try to try to get through all of these. So the, again, the question was, let us know what you want to see come to Outlands. And first up is Black Dragon, uh, legendary weapons, armor pieces as boss rares that are actually usable, not with aspect though. Um, he's got a couple other things, but only, only I could think of is, I don't know. Does this have any... Anything from OSI that's like this? I don't have any experience or something like this, I guess. Yeah, OSI introduced a system called um, Artifacts later down the line. I think it was post, it was either T2A or post T2A. I don't really remember all the details on how it went. It was basically high end armor and weapons. I don't know if they were single one offs or if you get sets or whatever, um, but with super, super good stats. And they all had kind of a, a niche to go in, like a mage set or a this set or that set. I, I don't know. I think as you get more magics into the world and as you get more legendary weapons and armor or artifacts or whatever you want to call them, pull away from 
one of the coolest aspects of UO in any MMO I've played, which is a crafting system. While it's tedious, yes, I think it's so cool that crafters can have such an impact on you know how people gear and how they fight and what they bring and, and things like that. So, and as you get more, these higher power weapons, like the the gap widens, right, between the haves and the haves nots. Yeah, well, and then you get a balance too. Does this replace your aspect weapon? You know, does that does that just trivialize that that set of aliens, or is it like the thing you go to after aspect, or do they do you use this in certain scenarios and not other scenarios? Um, yeah, I don't think I like this idea, but not but this is not really fleshed out. Maybe fleshed out, I would like it. Uh, he's got a bunch of other stuff though. Let's see, some PVM only events since we have PVP only events every thirty minutes. That is an actually actually interesting. That's kind of what the uh, shrines are. Those are not every thirty minutes. He's talking more things that can't be raided, like the PvP tournaments, like the like the town struggle. Up until recently, when they put the mobs back in, flashpoints were completely PvP, no PVM out there. That changed a little bit now. I like it personally because I love interaction with the world. I can see why some wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know how you do a PVM event that's worthwhile and has any kind of reward. You do that people PV- will want to do right. So maybe you do a point system on PVM events. Yes, yeah, that's exactly how you do it. But. We have a whole world that has loot and gold and everything else. Go out and get it. Like That's what UO is. Why do you need an event to do something? Go farm a dungeon. Go do a boss. Go do a mini. Go do a T8. Go do a etc. etc. down the line. Like That's what this whole world is for. It's a, it's a giant PVM event. Do whatever you want. Why do you need a fat town struggle to PVP? Go out in the real world and do it. I yeah. I say that all the time. Uh, like when Owen was on, I said, you know, PvPers don't really want to PvP. They want to play arenas and duels. Like I don't get it. Um, there's something to be said about PvP versus PKing, I suppose. There, but I don't know why the PvPers in UO have become this group of people that don't want to actually play the game. They want to play a game within the side of the game. Yeah, I mean. I know where I stand. I, I think it would be a neat addition, but I don't know if it's the be-all, end-all. That it's, I think uh, every once in a while, race to the end of the boss, group against group, PVM only, I could see that being interesting for a minute or two. Well, aren't, aren't we kind of going this way, though? Like As we think more about it, we got shrines two times a day. So that's, you know, we'll call them... Once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Now we got now we got these rift gates that are coming up. Those are kind of PVM content, kind of PvP. So if there's what two a day, four a day, you know, that's putting you on an every two hour kind of schedule for PVM events. You know, maybe they have something else that they throw in there. Yeah, a couple more ideas pretty soon to get closer to that every hour thing. Yeah. So I, I think we're kind of heading that way. But is it something where you're going to get points to spend on? You know, PVM cloth or whatever they, you know, or a special PVM mount. Exactly. Maybe not, but we're there's this content that's going to be on a cycle. 
Um, you know, and bosses and mini bosses even fit in there, even though there's you know the bo- big bosses are summonable, but they're going to fit in there because minis are what every twelve to twenty four hours. Yep, minis are twelve to twenty four. They're talking about making them summonable. Right, so you got one one mini boss a day, two shrines a day, four rifts a day. You know, you're getting on kind of that schedule too. So, I, I think we're kind of heading that way, honestly. All right, next up, he's got Pet War Tournament, which I, I love. That's cool, right? Because especially with... Uh, maybe if you could customize your pets more. It seems like everyone's kind of figured out what stats put in them more. But it would be cool to see like your Bloodworm versus my Bloodworm or your Bloodworm versus my, I don't know, spider. Toss yeah, it I, in, see who lives. I love the idea. Um, maybe if, once they balance the pets a little more, bring up some, take some down, et cetera, et cetera. There might be a little more diversity in, in you know, kind of a rock, paper, scissors game. So I think it's cool. Um, in Wrecked, we did a chicken fight tournament. On another server, I hosted summon creature duels where each person got a summon scroll, whatever they got, they fought with. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. I want to do that. Yeah, I mean, let's, we can put one together here. I think that'd be a lot of fun, but I've seen... Um, you know, guerrilla guerrilla wars. You know, all kinds of things, bird fights, whatever. But I I love the idea, and I think as we see those pets balance more, there's there's a huge possible you know endless possibility here. Uh, the mythical level seven team maps. I, I've never seen one. Have you guys? Cool Whip and BB has one. He has a th- lockdown in his house, and he'll never do it because it's it's the only one out there. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw maybe I saw a few at launch, maybe before they kind of tweaked the drops, but I don't think I've seen one since. Yeah, uh, we could use more team apps, sure. Uh, he's then he's got you know Hellgates, Os Four, Wilderness Boss, Sea Boss. Um, I think Owen's touched on on all four of those. So. Yeah. So Bacchus asked. He said Owen's talked about his dislike of Horseshoe Bay. I agree. He'd like to see it blown up into smithereens, and I'm good with that as well. Baca says, let's do a server-wide event with land and sea content to blow up Horseshoe Bay. Boats gate in the staging area. Kraken, overland mini-bosses spawn. Boats get transported into a bay area. You got players fighting the minis. You got the boats fighting the Kraken. And then do another event similar to the Cav Expedition where we uh, have a new city rise from the ashes undead spawn events and uh sea aspect with the same patch this is a great idea i think it of course anything he does that's that big of a map tweak i think we're going to get some kind of event uh he has teased more than once uh burnt cove and something going down there i think we'll have an event like that but i love this especially the fact that he's trying to combine some sea content with some land content going on at the same time I agree. You know, my my first thought, and you guys may or may not be familiar with it, is like uh, the Trinsic Wars on OSI. You know, a big invasion, the Trinsic invasion, rather. Yep, um, I was there so, for that. Yeah, so that's that's where my mind goes first, and I love it. Um, but getting some sort of map patch down the road would be even cooler to incorporate. You know, if they can figure out a way to get some destroyable buildings, you know, patch in some destroyable buildings before this that we got to take out, and then they turn into like rubble that's burning for you know a month or whatever until we build it back up. That'd be awesome. Uh, this this has like super cool event. 
written all over it. And I think this is honestly, I think this has been talked about since beta when Owen first said he hated Horseshoe Bay. You know, it's been that long that people are like, let's blow it up and make a new one. <laughs> yep. So I I think it'd be cool. Um the one thing I think you'd have to be careful about is maybe some of the the C content, you know, since well, I guess they're putting putting in the new putting the salvage patch. Yeah. So um but yeah, I'd hate to see someone lose like an expensive boat during a server wide event. But it, yeah, it'd be cool. And then yeah, and then the undead spawn from graveyard. Um, I think that's kind of a separate event that he was talking about. But uh, that could be cool. Even even like corrupt, not a corrupted shrine, but a corrupted graveyard, which is maybe an even smaller event that happens, you know, every once in a while that people would do or. Do like a server wars like back in back in the old days of uh brick graveyard type of thing i think a corrupted graveyard on shelter island that you can only go to if you're young tagged would be great that could be really cool give give new players uh some some uh practice to get ready yeah basically yeah maybe do it on account age instead of character age yeah, that's probably smarter so people aren't far, you know delete delete a character every seven days. Yeah, just delete one, make a new one. Delete one, make a new one. Yeah, I think no they're they're hesitant that. to do events because events on Outlands are always massive, and then people always want something out of it. They want some kind of treat, so they have to get a treat ready, and they have to prep the server for four hundred players trying to get in one location. Calf. Yeah, and and that's just a, a headache to deal with, and and try to make it go down successfully but uh everyone wants more events i think in this event here i would i would just eat up yeah and i i could see just kind of on his last point a c aspect i could see some more aspects coming down the line once they kind of probably get through this pvm patch get some aspect balancing you know there's such a big discrepancy between command and lyric and eldritch and everything else you know so i could see them balancing some of this stuff maybe coming out with a couple new ones and and really kind of not overhauling but updating that system just to balance it more oh for sure i would be very interested in seeing an aspect balance you just want your poison aspect to be better yeah (laughs) he's already left it behind he's got fire on that guy now yeah i've got fire suit now because it's so much more damage it's like fire tier one is out doing his poison tier seven or something sad Kenny, I believe from from you, said he'd like to see some tweaks or some added things like poison arrows. Could be a small chance to hit, but some buff in the archery field. Uh, blessed metal headpiece because everything's equivalent to a leather cap. Many champ spawns that small groups could do together with a level four chest as the prize. More server wide events, PvP ones, but fort defenses, capture the flag, free fall, etc. Uh, something to get townships more involved, a leaderboard for most crafted, allow choices for town buffs, a power hour for crafting abilities, just kind of all, all different things here. So pick, pick what you guys want to go after here. Yeah, blessed metal headpiece. Yes, please. Uh, I have two guys that use the leather cap, and everyone else would need the metal one. So uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't, see I don't why think not. that'll happen because... Uh, there's just so much armor from a metal head, especially when compared to like a, a cloth head. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, something uh, with a little bit more AR would be nice, though. 
Although I I tend to balance my AR so I don't get mine blasted to shit. So I'm kind of okay. I can go heavy on the other pieces and just wear a leather cap. It's not a, not a huge deal. Give it the metal. Have a, have a metal headpiece drop, but you can still get the look. So it's some way to kind of overwrite headpieces with a metal piece. That probably didn't make any sense, but you know, no, do it do it the opposite way. Re- restyle a leather cap into a metal headpiece so it can be blessed or something like that. Uh, poison I like, arrows. Yeah, I like. I was just gonna say I like poison arrows. That was on. Yeah. Uh, I like it too. What was Adamant's server? I can't think of the name right now. Angel Island. Angel, thank you. I, well, why would I know that? I don't play it. Because <laughs> it, it's history, man. It, it was a great server. Yeah, a poison arrow. That just makes sense. That, that's cool. Anything poison, though, is hard to balance. So I can see why they're resistant to touch it. But Archer could definitely use a, a boom. Yeah, I mean, I could. I could see this going farther and like an exploding or a burning arrow too that maybe does a small AOE damage in PVM or you know, but it's gonna consume a explosion pot, you know, alchemy boosts it or something. That kind of gives us another diverse uh template to play. The problem is how do you balance it against PvP? I know Owen and Luthius have talked about well maybe not Luthius, because he doesn't like to talk about things that he's not putting in, but Owen's talked about doing chivalry and necromancy just for pvm and i'm like okay so that's another 200 points someone will be missing in pvp so archers depending on these poison arrows explosion arrows paralyze arrows everything how are they going to work in pvp if they will yeah probably not yeah probably not right it would just that way you don't have to worry they don't have to go mess up that meta even more and and rock the boat they can do what they're comfortable with and let it let it wreck shop in PVM. You have an archer dexer with alchemy and you engage in PvP. Well, you, now you got alchemy that's going to give you a buff on your heal pots and shit. So you're not really out a bunch. You can still be um, at least defensive in your play style. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm not against the idea by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, um, mini champ spawns. I think we got T8s. No, those are kind of those are summonable mini champ spawns. No, not champ spawns, but mini bosses, mini mini bosses. Um, we're gonna get full champ spawns with the uh, with the classic dungeons. So I think that'll be cool, uh, depending on what the what the prices are. We've seen we've seen some server wide events when the orcs and, and some of the RP guilds have done. Uh, the fort defenses and Owen was popping gates for the whole server to come. So then it became instead of like you and path versus the orcs, it became you path and the orcs versus the server reds and stuff. So I, I think that's cool. I think once Eric Gray gets up and running a little more, um, I think some, some more of that'll start happening because I know he wants to do some smaller events and some one-off events and impromptu stuff. Yeah, I like uh, I like Fort Defense. I like uh, a capture flag and inside the game would be cool. It, you know what we have now all has its own flavor, a uh, little little slightly different take, and there's there's probably room for for even more. Yeah, Let's see. For uh, sure. And next up, we got CLX. I'm really interested in two things: what Eric Gray, the rest of the staff have planned for uh, lore and RP story arcs that players could get involved in. I know this has been mentioned before, and uh, mount breeding. So we got a big, uh, a big drop with the mount breeding. Like I think it's like almost ready to roll out, pretty much. So TLX are getting that very soon, and that, you know all three of us are definitely interested in what Eric Gray has cooking. 
So I mean, I'm glad to see he's kind of the first RP um, staff member to really take the job seriously. It seems like, and and is really trying to to do some things. So I, I can't wait to see what he delivers. Yeah, I know he's been kind of quiet recently. I know he he had some real life stuff he moved and, and whatnot, but he came back and you know started getting getting involved a little bit, taking suggestions. I know he took a couple suggestions to the dev team. They came back. They said, "Absolutely, we're, we'll work on that. We're going to implement some of these ideas." Um, are we Are we allowed to tease those, Ace? Uh, yeah, I think I think those were public, as far as I know. Uh, as lo- as long as it's doesn't turn to be the last two guys, which got the job, said a couple of things, talked to a couple of community members, and then just disappeared on the face of the earth. The one cool thing Eric has already teased is the uh, orc masks and faction masks. So we'll have orc undead, probably some torp, maybe a few humanoid, you know, factions or masks or flags. However that happens, but it'll make you immune to that group of in-game. Um, yeah, but there's a involved quest or something, and to help prevent anyone from just doing the orc mask, go grief the orcs. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be really cool. Um, I, th- I think Eric Grace probably someone will. We'll try and get on down the road. I think he could uh, he could be a really cool guest. I think we can have some fun with him and get some great community interaction with him as well. Yeah, I think as he gets closer to his first event or first big story arc rollout, we'll definitely get him on here and and, and pick his brain with it all what all he's got cooking. So there you go, CLX. You got one of two so far. Well, mount breeding's a hundred percent. We've been told. Yeah, that's, yeah. One, one of two, and the the RP will come. I'm sure. Yeah, we've already got a RP group. We've got Path out there fighting off Reds everywhere. We've got some Orcs. We've got other people here and there. We've got you. We've got Corinth, I think, is going to try and bring back his Undead Guild, but he has some personal issues. So I just saw today someone talking about an Assassin Guild for Hire kind of as an RP line, so that would be cool. I think... Um, I like the idea of that. Yeah, I think that could be cool. I think. Um, I think they're going to start where the King's Fair left off. I think they're going to start that story arc back up in the near, near future. I think Owen kind of teased that a little bit. Uh, so I, I think things are cooking, um, but they're just being a little bit more quiet on that just because of all the major development they've been doing. All right, next up to you, Jack. Funeral, old school town invasions, uh, different themed... Uh, Monster armies, orcs, undead, brigands, etc. Put a boss marching in with its army with some sweet loot, and maybe each mob has a chance to drop some new items. Maybe a similar time frame as Shrine Corruptions, so like twice a day. And then a few more. He wants to get rid of his pink lyric, wants to color it differently. If higher tiers are ever introduced, aspect mounts would be sweet, max level plus a ton of cores and extracts. Wants an Outlands best dressed event, which isn't fair because we know Gazel win that. And then House Deco contest, which we have going on right now for Halloween. So yeah, let's start. I don't, I don't let's, think you can get this uh, this aspect mount. I think that's going to be the mount breeding. Um, so I think that's probably dead in the water. And the the pink overwrite seems pretty doable. I don't understand why we're stuck with the color on our on our aspect suits. Because I like to be able to tell if someone's wearing uh, command versus fire on their tamer, so I know 
what I'm expecting when I run into them. Uh, saw that a lot in WoW, where people would uh, they had different color of everything depending on what they were uh, with the oh, what was it called the transmog, and you couldn't tell what people were based on their armor anymore. Yeah, except for aspect has no bearing in PvP. It's just PvM only. Yeah, I so. I think it was a little more probably hard and fast no when you had the as- actual aspect armor, right? Before you had activations and the overall and stuff. It was a little bit, hey, can I kill this guy? Seal his aspect armor type of thing. But now that you just lose your activation, I don't really see that big of a deal with it. Um, it gives more customization, which you have always been about, you know, with all the different die tubs and leather outfits and armor types and everything. So I don't really see a big deal. I could see it maybe being an end game sync where you got to yeah. get a, you know, a, probably not a, a aspect armor die, but like a permanent. Maybe it's called a permanent die, which never gets overridden. Then, yeah, yeah, I could, get some huge gold sync and game gold sync. Yeah, or super rare drop or something like that. I I could see that. That'd be cool. And I'm not completely against the idea, but I don't know. I just wear clothes and robes over it anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. The the invasion thing is is very cool. There's obviously a strong desire from the community to to have more events more often, and I, and I think I get that. That's very similar to what Ace was talking about with the Trinsic, uh invasion. Yeah, I think uh, I think once or twice a day is way too often. I think you water down events as you run them more often. I think especially if you want like a big teamwork type of event that just isn't going to be a PK fest, raid fest, whatever. I think having bigger events, more rare, makes them a lot more fun, makes them a lot more of a community event and and really brings everyone to step up their game and work together. Yeah, yeah, this seems more like a once a day, once every couple of days type of thing. This reminds me too of, of like a modern public quest, you know, where all of you are trying to take down a similar quest, kill kill five hundred zombies, and they just keep coming in and ticking down that number. But you got you got to work on it with like twenty, thirty people. Yeah, that yeah, that'd be cool. Like a like a group kill pool that when you get to this many, kind of like a champ spawn, I guess, but. You do something like that, and then the boss spawns, or even just a time timed event or total damage event or something like that. I mean, I it's cool. I think there's a lot of a lot of ways to go about it. There was a MMO called Rift at one point that I played in beta. I don't think I played anything past that, and it was pretty short lived. But basically, you get an announcement that a Rift was starting in at XYZ, and like every player would run there, and then you have to like attack this thing in the middle to open up a rift to get to the, the high content or something. I don't really remember. It was years ago, but well, I'm just saying it, this is basically a public quest, which was started in Warhammer online and got evolved in, uh, in rift. And then finally like its final form in guild wars two, it's kind of like a scripted based public quest thing. Yeah, it, it could definitely be cool. Definitely. And house deco. I just wish we had more Halloween decorations to, decorate for halloween yeah there, there's not a lot to work with really i've, I've oh. seen a couple cool like little setups i don't even know if they were done for halloween i've seen like some cool like mad 
scientist labs and stuff like that with body parts and it's cool too because you have this plant system i didn't i didn't realize it honestly the plant system uses so so many of those like newer like potion and alchemy type of graphics that you could never really get or you know that was in wind or, or things like that like the little vials and the big vials and the and things like that so that's that kind of adds a cool another dimension of deco that a lot, i don't think a lot of people have even noticed yet yeah i'll be i'll be checking out the the contest winners or contestants and see what they're like it's always cool to see what people come up with i i have no talent there yeah i'm not like yeah no i can't do that I'm, at all i'm awful at decorating i just i don't put the time into it like look at the old school uo players that like they make couches and TVs and Santa Clauses and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff out of just like the regular UO items. I think it would, some of those people are so talented. It's just crazy. Yeah, I've got a row of chests and I've got rune books locked on the ground. Going all out, huh? All right, Ocho. He said rewards for PvP need to be more individual, not guild based. Showing up and getting points you can spend over points your guild master can spend will bring a hell of a lot more pvp motivating people to join as well as more desirable core and extract extract sinks hardcore characters that get deleted if you die that's kind of uh, crazy harpoons you can aspect special effects for harpoons no more n- number uses on harpoons so we got the last one the last one you know we've been wanting the opposite from his first point we want uh, alliance-based pvp events uh but you know, we've been using the the alliance level organization here on the server for eight months now, so that's just kind of what we're used to. You know, it's not just been BB versus BB and and sub, and then now it's it's our rebirth of Outlands Alliance, um, which really functions like one entity, really. So that's uh, how we so we show up to these things. We've got like four guilds working together, and only only the primary guild that has the most people gets the gets the prestige and points yeah I, i'm gonna have to plead ignorance i haven't been able to get to a pvp event since they kind of revamped it um actually i take that back i went to one on my decks are just for shits and giggles but i thought our guild got prestige too since we were on the winning team is that not um no no the the primary one gets the main points which are whatever number that is two i think and everyone else gets one it's almost like they lost yeah, the top two guilds, whether it's winners or losers, gets them. But don't you get, don't you get like event points or PvP reward points or whatever as well to spend? Yes, they're called yeah, guild do. event points, right? Yeah, I, would, I haven't really looked at, it, but yeah, there's there is some kind of it's all guild based, which is the level he chose to take take his system into, which I guess makes sense, but. It's just not functioning like that currently. Like even when Anarchy was doing it, there was Anarchy and Pawn and Anarchy and Hoverwells versus. It's, it's always been Alliance level. Back when it was just Corpse Creek, you know, this used to just be Corpse Creek, and now it's four events. Even Corpse Creek was always multiple guilds working together. Yeah, but I think I think your like guild event points are yours to spend. It's not like the guild master spends them. Cause I, I was looking through the menu. You can buy like the cloth and the mount and the hues and things like that. So I think you get to spend your points, but they I think you're right. to yeah, I think, something. So I, I I, I'm right. not sure. I'm going to have to plead ignorance really on this one. So, um, but, but moving on to more desirable core and extract sinks, 
I don't know. I think I think they need to be all the aspects need to be balanced first before you go putting in more sinks for the cores and extracts. Because I think if you can get them all to a reasonable price, you know, say I don't know, what are we saying? Ten K for a core and fifteen K for an extract and you know, we're all kind of in that range or fifteen to thirty K. I think you see a lot more trade and and bartering and things in the community because they're more desirable. You know, right now yeah. everyone's lyric command, Eldritch, maybe a little bit of fire, maybe some shadow, maybe some fortune, but that's like it. Like there's such a drop off. I mean, I'm not Luthius, but I don't think I don't think command is more rare than air. Like I don't I think they drop the same. They're all I extract the same rarity to another extract and the core is the same rarity to the core. So really I would take a uh, an exchange system. Now maybe that's not possible with with uh, extracts because you can die you can make dies at extract. So there's kind of a there's kind of commodity there beyond aspect that's tradable. But cores are they only go into aspects so so at least we could use a core exchange program where you could take your pile of poison cores and turn them into command cores or whatever you, whatever you want. And all that would do economy-wise would just take that larger number and round it down so they all had the, you know, but whatever that ends up being. So every core is now 20K instead of some at 3K and some at 70K. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think one drop is more rare than another drop. It's probably a core is a core is a core, right, in the loot tables. Yeah, that that's true. If you have some sort of exchange system, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it. I'd, I'd like to see. I'm not an economist, um, and I didn't stay at a holiday in last night. So in my mind, I, I can kind of play devil's advocate both ways. But at the end of the day, it might just be now all cores are 10K or 20K or whatever, or the bottom drops out of the market because everyone's sitting on a shit ton of cores. They turn them all into command because everyone's got a tamer and everyone's got full your command and no one's running anything else yeah well and then at that point why do you have different cores you could just have core drop right and then you make yeah. the decision for what it is when you plug it in yeah i don't know yeah you know that's why we're not luthus but, uh, <laughs> so I'm, i don't even want to touch on harpoons honestly because i know they've been bugged they turned them off they turned them on they were gaining fish and they weren't gaining fish and i don't even know i don't have a fisherman They'd always been gaining fishing. It's not a new thing. It's just that now you don't have to spend 10 ingots every 30 swings to get fishing. Didn't they turn it off, though? Didn't they patch that out? They no I longer don't gain know. Fishing. I haven't checked in a while. I think the most recent patch notes say they don't gain fishing. Well, that's unfortunate. So, again, I never used a harpoon on a boat. I just used my ranged pets. So. I know a harpoon can hit a person for 99 HP, and that was just an iron har- harpoon. I can only imagine what an avarite harpoon is going to hit someone for. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm turning my fisher into a turret. <laughs> yeah, my fisher is about to hit 90. I think I get like two or three points a week. Sounds terrible. No, it is. I, I, just don't, I, don't, I just don't turn them on very often. That's what was so nice about the harpoon gaining fishing for five minutes. Yeah, that would probably be why they blocked it. I know. 
Uh, next up, we have Gachi, um, which is going to sound very familiar. I'd love to see more events. It doesn't have to be a big one like King's Fair. Smaller ones would be great. Some boss here or there, big, better, a uh, bit better than regular loot. Nothing fancy, but still worthwhile. I would give you more a more vivid feel of the world. Some big-ass orc at Orc Fort. Raiders camp going wild, cracking, invading horseshoe. I know Owen has addressed this specifically with 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 Eric and us and, and the community, and, and that's just that small events in Outlands are just really hard to pull off. You plan something small, and it's just it gets flooded by people. Right, you plan an RP event that's going to have some little RP story arc with a reward, and then the whole server wants to come because then they all want this little reward or rare or event token or whatever. So. You know, any, any event you plan, you have to plan for 400 people being there because everyone wants yeah. something. And then if you do an event with nothing, people are going to show up and then they're going to be pissed and they're going to be PMing Owen. And he said it's it's a giant headache. So I think the way to handle that would be if you're farming a raider camp, the longer you stay there, the bigger the raiders get. So it starts out with raider gr- gun, uh, grunts. After 20, 30 minutes, it's raider captains. After an hour, if you don't leave or, you know, you get a two-minute window to leave, uh, you get a raider chieftain who hits like a truck. And you have to dodge the execution attacks or something like that. Kind of similar to the champ spawns. I could see, like, having a paragon-type system with, like, just random bosses over world, right? You just have a, you know, as people farm, it has a random chance, you know, 0.001% chance to spawn as like a, a overworld boss. And then maybe it's announced in global and it, whatever. I think something like that could be cool. Yeah. They've got something planned similar to this with the, the wilderness boss system or, or the contract system. Where you go get a contract and yeah, it'll, about the it'll buff a, a zone up to a lot harder than it normally is, and there'll be a little mini boss that spawns there. So yeah, I think they're taking ideas like this and rolling with it, just maybe in a slightly different form. You know, and this is this is the downside of one of the few downsides of being on a on a really popular shard, even though it's a gear in, it's still very very popular. Is having these smaller, tinier community focused type events just may not be as doable here unless they're they're pulled off by the community themselves, not the developers. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, I totally forgot about the kind of wilderness boss and contracts and stuff. So that I think will fill a cool niche as well. Oh, for sure. All right. Next up, I don't know how applicable this is anymore. Uh, Teterios asks, when will Outlands have sticky explosion pots? Never. I think Owen has made that extremely clear. Uh, they have them for PVM and that's pretty neat. It's, you know, an extra two DPS throwing an explosion pot every cooldown or something like that with 40 alchemy and then make magic untrap, not have a cooldown on players. I didn't realize it had a cooldown because I think I've cast a grand total of zero magic untraps on players because I don't go out to para spam people. Well, I was just going to say, there's there's your solution. Para-spam them. Like, if you want to run them out of trap pouches, para-spam them. I, yeah. Uh, yeah why, are we get, why are we getting a zero mana cost with no cooldown? Yeah. That's, uh, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I love this in here. 
even though Owen answered him when he put this in my chat, in our chat, <laughs> I think he answered it right away. Uh, just because this is the, you get this, this is a, a Renaissance era player that's here for the population, you know, and he wants his Renaissance era, era things still, you know, I don't know. I, I've never played with stick explosion pods. It sounds pretty gimmicky where everyone's just, they're, they're like uh, homing arrows. Yeah, they're heat seeking. So if you time it right, once you click on the player, it'll just chase him down and explode on him. It's, I mean, there's both sides of it, right? It it makes getting that kill shot easier. You know, that RNG on that swing is a bitch. I know we were playing in Moz the other night. We were raiding powers. I don't even remember. And we had a line right by right between the shadow guard in the corpse bride vampire room and myself and two other guys were sitting there and we all clicked on a red and we all whiffed yep 50 50 <laughs> 90 right and it's just like so getting that sticky explosion pot you know we could all check pots at him and then try and you know maybe one of us would have hit um oh this reminds me today i was doing a team app a level three team app and it, it spawned some crazy ass vampire Oh my god! I thought I killed it, and then out of nowhere, it would pop up and just fucking destroy my shit. I think I spent an hour there. I finally called in help. I'm like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Is <laughs> that an elder vamp? I, I, I guess so. Um, Sixty HP bombs? charge. Well, it, it was turning into like a, a vampire, and then I would kill that, and then he would just turn into a bat, right? Yeah, a bat. So yeah, he turns I've, into a bat, and you kill that, and then he appears, and then you give him to like half health, and he teleports off and hides. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what I was fucking dealing with. Yeah. So I thought yeah. he was dead. I thought I finished the fight, and so I would, and I, and I was looting my other bodies. I was trying to come in there and, and like fix the situation I was in, and then he would pop up, and boom, 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 take me down again. I had to reset. Anyways, that was my uh, Not Ryle Sucks is fucking game adventure today. All right, Derek said, I would like to see more customizations or enhancements. Also, He's, for the role players who have not tried them, they are brilliant and a lot of fun. I would say the drunkard enhancement is the best. This yes, guy is a role players player. have five million to spend on enhancements. All right. This guy is just insane about the customizations, and now he's echoing to get achievements. And the hey, good to got, him. Good for I him. Mean, he spends more time on this game than anyone. He's he's a nice guy. I played with him for a long time in direct. But good yeah, God. No, I, I think for a while there he was demonized and now now I think he's just fucking adorable. I mean that in the best way possible. I I like Derek a lot. I think he's uh he's doing a lot of good things here lately for the server too, with the trade lore site and shit. Yeah, I've I may or may not have been part of that demonization of Derek and I feel kinda bad maybe. Well, he, I, I think he liked playing a little heel, not as much as Chill does, but I think I think he got a kick out of it. I don't think he ever took offense to it. He would poke fun at himself too. So, oh yeah, no, I love um, the uh, Derek is a robot, and he's just I am not a. That. I talk I'm very much human. like human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the guy did have some pretty elaborate macros, though. So, well, I swear to God, he has trading lore pad uh, lore pages macroed because he says hell. And something I forget what he says when he leaves a lore trade page. It's the same deliver at the same time, almost like he has that macro or hot keyed, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
next up is Peepalum. Uh, alternate Peep, levering. Peep I am. Peep I am. Oh, I, I, took, I heard that as an L. Peep I am. Alternate levering pass options for aspect, i.e. crafting for artisan or lockpicking for fortune. Yeah. Um, That's a slippery, slippery slope because you start doing artisan by crafting and now you've got someone we just mentioned him like Derek that will dump 17 trillion gold into the most elaborate macros to get to tier 12 overnight. I but, maybe, I mean, at the end of the day, you're burning resources. Even if you're recycling, you're still losing. Resources. So rather than both sides, people that have to go out and farm to level their aspect are bringing gold into the economy. Right, because as they're farming, they're making gold. So if you make it crafting or something like that, you're taking resources out of the economy, hopefully driving up the price of those resources. And I kind of feel like it's a win-win. I mean, there's there's probably something I'm missing. You know, Owen always says he's got to look for the assholes that try and break the system or or play the system. So I'm probably simplifying it too much. But uh, I mean, I I don't know. I always like it when a game rewards you for the things you enjoy doing and an artisan and a, and a crafting suit it just makes sense for that to be beefed up through crafting. Same with, same with fortune and, and lock picking. Um, yeah, but I could definitely see where it could be cheesed. So I don't, I don't know. I always like it when a game though, just, just I do the thing I want to do and that, that progresses me. Right. Or, or something with crafting and gathering or something for artisan that's not tied to a weapon skill or killing something or or even if it is tied to killing something something like where they're a support like role like a bard you know what is what does a crafter bring you know maybe there's ruins that crafters can drop on the ground like the scribe ruins or something that beefs up you know maybe they can build a wall for you know, the storm demon that the lightning doesn't jump. I, you know, I don't know, maybe, but maybe there's things like that that they can do. And depending on what region they're in, they get so much or what boss, you know, what group they're in something. Um, but it's, it's hard to, in UO to reward those support roles. So I think if, if they can turn it into a support character, then it might be a road that they can go down and, and give them a way to level without fighting directly. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's to wrap us up. Um, that was a lot of feedback. I mean, we spent forty five minutes today and thirty minutes last time. So, I mean, I really appreciate you guys coming out in full force to uh, to give us your your feedback. And you obviously care about the game a lot. And th- I think developers do too. We kind of had three three episodes here where we heard straight from Owen what all they've got cooking and planning for the server. And then you know today is really kind of what, what you guys your kind of ideas and thoughts for where you want to see things go. Um, you know, one thing I definitely take away from this is people want events. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hope we have some cool ones in the future that we get to check out. Yeah. I think these last three shows have been really fun. You know, the, the, the first one you know, a month or so ago, Owen popped in after we were done and kind of teased some of the dev debrief and, and things like that. And the next one we got him on and went through a lot of this stuff and now we're kind of wrapping it up. So this has been a fun kind of three shows to do. Um, and I think it's been my first three shows. Maybe I had one more before that, but uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward. I think we got Luthius coming up next, right? To talk ship stuff. Yeah. I'm going to try and t- get Luthius on uh, the ship stuff should be getting close to completion to go on 
test server, come back test server. Some people miss you. Yeah, I think what we may do with Luthius is not as, and it, really a lot of future guests is not necessarily lock them down for the whole hour, but we'll have a segment that uh, as an option. You know, maybe Luthius is here the whole hour, but it, I, I think Luthius could talk about a system for the whole hour. Yeah, he might. He might. That's kind of what we have with o, with Owen. We, we were like, oh, we're going to do the pipeline, and then we let you go. Well, it was an hour and a half to talk about the pipeline. That, that may happen with the ship content, but uh, the, the idea is we're going to try to weave in and out guests, too, if that makes sense. You know, maybe get Eric Gray on, talk about uh, some role-playing events and things like that, too. All right, uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, go to our website, insideoutlands.com. Join our Discord there. We'll, we'll have a link, and we'll have show notes uh, today. Uh, listen to us live, join our Discord, and hop in there, hang out with us, ask questions there, give us feedback. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. See ya. Later.